Mrs. Cleanbreak's first ever mini podcast series. We're going to hear work from our members on the themes of blood, sisterhood and damage in the three podcasts that we've made over three days in response to their play called Thick as Thieves. In this, which is the first episode of our three podcasts, we have a poetic duet, which is an interplanetary story of soul sisters from space. If you had to say something to a sister who you met for the first time, what would you like to ask her? Where have you been all my life? We have Nadine writing a letter to Canada. I'm still enjoying drama, both in and out of class. We have a poem from one sister to another. Dear sister, who? You. Yes, you. How do you do it? Do what? Life, that's what. And the bittersweet story of one woman and her cat. I was forever scratching. At one stage I thought to myself, what am I going to do to get rid of this, this ache to scratch? I felt like I'd have to get my legs amputated. My name's Kim. I've been a student here at Clean Break for four years. We saw a Clean Break production called Thick as Thieves, which is a play about two sisters and one comes back into the other's life and isn't terribly welcome. We were given an exercise of write a letter to your sister, imaginary, one from history, or your soul sister. I actually had a real sister who died when I was 15. She was six years older than me and I started off a letter to her. And basically it became a story about my whole life because um, I left home soon after my sister died and kind of what happened in the interim. And it was like a 40-year catch-up. It brought up a lot about my family and things that had happened to me and how you, I need to remember in order to forget. I need to remember so that I can forgive and forget. I had depression when I came here. And depression is your stuff squashed down. Depress means to push it down. I needed to let some of this out. And this is my life story in two minutes in a poem. I'm sad. I'm downhearted. Defeated. Just down. My son says my face is permanently fixed in a frown. And yet, I lay around my house laughing when I'm by myself, writing this stuff and hugging myself. And I'll share my secrets with nobody else. I'm the wrong side of 50, and my story's a bit shifty. My CV's just made up of improbable tales. I look a bit crumpled, my hair's all rumpled. I've not had a bath, and I slept in these clothes. My eyes are all baggy, and my shoes are kind of shabby. There's many miles in these moccasins, if you want to know. I've accrued zero wealth, and I've ruined my health. And I'll share my secrets with nobody else. I'm a woman of mystery with a filthy old history. Ten years on the gear. That's hard drugs. Yes, me. With my good looks, brains, education, and the way one speaks and everything, addiction can happen to anyone. Ten years on the gear, and if this bit's looping and repetitive, so is addiction. Ten years on the gear. Seven more to get clear. Good people from those days are no longer here. I'm a bit short of friends who both listen and hear. And I lost my life partner who I held very dear. Yet I survived, and I salvaged some vestige of health, and I'll share my secrets with nobody else. I've no comment to make on the national health, or Brexit, or politics, or the tabloids, or magazines on the top shelf. I've learned one thing worth knowing I'm here to announce, and it's this. Appearance is bullshit. It's in here that counts. And the ability to spring back, fall forward, and bounce... 
fail again and fail better, as Samuel Beckett saw. Appearance ain't nothing. What counts is your core. So my son could be wrong. After all, this is my song. Of course I get sad, but I also grow strong. And it turns out the answer was here all along. Just loving myself, look after my health, and try to be kinder to everyone else. And I will share my secrets with... Anyone who can sit still and listen for two minutes and pays on the door if they're selling tickets. Apart from that, I'm not saying another word. Every single one of us on this project wrote a letter to our sister, real or imagined, and the next piece is from Nadine. She's writing a letter to a sister far, far away. Dear Astrid, hope this letter finds you well as I am. I'm so glad you're happy with Martin in Canada. Of course I miss telling you all my news. There's nobody I can talk to like I can you. I think you know me better than I know myself. (laughs) I'm still enjoying drama, both in and out of class. That woman upstairs upsets me. She put two big bins in my garden, but you know you can't get a word in edgeways. She's impossible to argue with. I shouldn't let her get to me. I know that she looks down on me and it does upset me because she's a very stupid woman and I'm not. Anyway, you can't go round soaping her stairs or stringing piano wire at neck height or even a good old nose dropping over her head as she enters. She's a miserable old cow and everyone has heard her constant complaining. Who would miss her? Anyway, sweetie, you know I'm only joking, but seriously, when are you coming home? When? I miss you. I miss you so much. This is a little extra snippet of our producer Millie talking to Nadine after recording Nadine's letter. We wanted to share it with you. Tell me a little bit about the context of that letter and why you wrote it. This is my imaginary sister, because I've only got a brother. And a daughter. And how did you come to write this letter? I was told to. <laughs> You're working on this podcast that's this theme is about sisters. What what does come to mind? Do you have soul sisters, women you consider to be sisterly in your life? I don't know. I'm quite isolated. I'm, I'm not socially adept. I can talk to some of the women here. I haven't got a soul sister. I would like one. I understand what Nadine just said about being isolated. And I've actually found it's quite a theme here that people come to Clean Break because they're lonely, because they suffer from isolation and they cut themselves off. I came off drugs and had to drop all my old friends and people and I'd also lost my husband. So... You'd think, coming off heroin, you'd be all sunshine and unicorns and you'd be celebrating like mad. But in fact, the opposite happened to me. What happened was I got really depressed because I realised all this stuff I'd been squashing down for so long, I, I now had to deal with. It's been eight years now, but it's going all right. When I first came to Clean Break, I didn't like it much because some of the other members are quite noisy and shouty. I realised I'd have to kind of learn to fit in because I can't unfortunately run the world myself the theme of our podcast today is sisterhood 
Now, if you don't have an actual sister, you may find yourself becoming very close to a little four-legged friend. It certainly happened to me. My best friend before I came here was my cat, and I still talk to the cat every day, and I call him darling. And I'm not the only one. Our next piece is a bittersweet love affair between Inca and her cat. A few years ago, when I first moved into my flat, I was feeling a bit lonely. And um, my friend gave me a cat. It was 18 months old. Tabby, lovely cat she was, Seki. She came to live with me. She was only meant to stay for two weeks. I thought I'd stress that. And she ended up staying three years. But I had some good times. But three months after she came, I've just kept scratching my my ankles, scratching and scratching. I thought, what's happening here? I was forever scratching. And at one stage, I thought to myself, what am I going to do to get rid of this ache to scratch? I felt like I'd have to get my legs amputated. I used calamine. That got rid of it sometimes. And then I looked down on the floor and I saw something jumping. And so happened she had fleas. So I'd got a front line for her and gave her a couple of doses of that monthly. And then it was gone. And then before you knew it, it came back again. After a while, I put her on the um, balcony because I've got quite a big balcony. But, like, these fleas went with her and came back with her. And she was out there for a year. I felt so sorry for her. That one day I just got up, put her in a basket and took her to Mayhew Animal Rescue. The only regret I've got about that is that I never really researched about cats before I got her. I loved her and I hope she's still alive now. My best friend, Seki. So I came for an interview at Clean Break in December. I more or less felt I had to convince Jacqueline, yes, I've got a criminal record. I didn't know if I'd fit in. And they did, and I started here in 2013. My first class was introduction to drama which I didn't want to do I wanted to do the writing for theatre I did both but writing for theatre was in the afternoon and the other one in the morning introduction to drama the teacher said first of all walk around the room looking people in the eye and smiling at them and this almost killed me I couldn't believe it it was horrible I went out crying and I realised for years I'd been looking at my own feet and hoping some other feet didn't come near and stop and then I'd have to talk to someone I didn't like looking people in the eye I found it really too much I, I didn't want to be seen so I didn't want to look at other people then she said in silence come up with a character and do some repetitive moves in silence so the teacher would tap you on the shoulder ask you a couple of questions and try and guess so I'd wanted someone really stiff and formal so I thought Mrs Thatcher or the Queen and I did like a stiff arm with a handbag on and smiling and waving so when she tapped me on the shoulder she said what brought you here today I said one is a patron of this hospital she said how are you getting home from here and I said, I walked to the end of the red carpet and there I usually find a Daimler. And the whole class cracked up and it, it, it was great. I made everyone laugh and it made me really happy. 
So basically, I discovered my comedian at Clean Break that I could talk about dark and difficult things and make it light and humorous. And people would laugh, but they'd also hopefully glean something. That's how I began. And now I've done most of the courses at Clean Break, including comedy. Now I do the odd bit of stand-up and I do poetry. I always have written poetry and never thought anything of it. I think everyone writes poetry secretly, but not everyone can reveal theirs to the public. But I'm now able to stand up and be my own character on stage. I don't have to hide behind a stiff figure with a handbag, which is my old persona. Now I can be myself and it's such a relief. theme of sisters, because we're quite a mixed and diverse group here at Clean Break, people took it in all sorts of strange directions, including new dimensions. So here's Inca again with Fatima, imagining meeting a long-lost sister from another planet. Excuse me, excuse me. If you had to say something to a sister that you met for the first time, what would you like to ask her? Sorry, I don't know. You caught me completely off course. No problem. If you had to say something to a sister who you met for the first time, what would you like to ask her? Where have you been all my life? Across time and space, they, the ancestors, have found you in this concrete place. Next to cry, next to drum, they have found you in this concrete slum. Wow, I've always known I had a sister with or without a blister. Especially since my ruckus with my mister. And so it came to be that you and I stood confronting sisterhood, embracing, breathing in harmony. Punctuating the silence of memory, we embrace tearfully in this time capsule of space on this soul train. Let's celebrate meeting again. Your chin, nose, forehead is shaped in the power of our ancestry. Soul sister in you too, I see wisdom, beauty. But what have you been doing in your life? Keeping my head down low, you? Avoiding prison and staying out of strife. Prison? What's that? It's where our society puts you when you do wrong. Why don't they support you, help you to be good and strong? I don't know. I've been asking the same question all along. What do they do with the women who are where you come from? As a collective, they get to the root of the problem and together guide the errant traveller to get on a positive journey. Wow, we need that kind of change here too. But wait, the water's rising up to our backs. Let's see if we can make it across those tracks. Wade in the waters, wade in the waters, sisters. Wade in the waters, God's gonna trouble the waters. The piece, Soul Sisters in Space, on the space train, was really about 
feeling a bit like an alien, the subject of alienation and a space train coming and bringing a sister who you're unaware of. And feeling whole again. And also just looking really in a tiny little way at the prison system and what it's meant to do and what are the possible alternatives. Like, as a collective, we could get together and, especially in the case of women who've got children, really help them get back on a positive journey and just incarceration just isn't the proper alternative and just sort of looking at that ourselves. The pastoral care, especially here at Clean Break, and even the theatre practice and writing for theatre, all the practice is trauma-informed. So whether women are on a rehabilitative journey from drugs and alcohol or trying to get back well, mental health and get to a place of well-being, that's what we hope in the space train and in the soul train that people will approach things with the heart that is at Clean Break's practice, which is trauma-informed and getting people to a place of transformation through theatre. Our last piece is a poem from Michelle. It's on the theme of sisters, but it's really to a whole family, because if you're in recovery, the whole family is affected. It's a very bumpy ride, and people close to you have to hold on tight. Dear sister, who... You. Yes, you. How do you do it? Do what? Life, that's what. I had a good teacher. She taught me for years. When I was small, I was such a fighter. I wouldn't let anyone in, only her. I built up such an armour and then I put it around my mum. She got well, I grew up and fell apart, but she never left my side. She showed me a path, a journey, starting with one small step, or twelve big ones in fact. I began the path but kept falling off the first step. My soul sister, my mother, would help me back on. But then she passed. I smashed the armour built around me and followed the same path, the same steps you showed me. I then passed them on to my sister and my sister to my brothers. Today we all follow in your footsteps. Mum, we love you. Okay, that's all we have for you today on Sisterhood, but please join us for the next two episodes of our podcast, which are on the themes of damage and blood. You can also follow us on Twitter at Clean Brick and download our podcast from all your usual podcast platforms. Thanks for joining us today. See you again for episode two. This episode was produced by Clean Break members Nadine, Inka, Fatima, Michelle and me, Kim, produced by Millie, group work facilitated by Rania, and mixed by Sam. This episode was supported by The Space and Arts Council England through National Lottery funding. <laughs>